I'm Dave Champion. I have long shared with you my observation that the U.S. media falls in line, begins walking in lockstep with whatever the government wants promoted, whatever message the government wants put out, if the government tells the executives at a media company this is a national emergency or the media perceives it's a matter of patriotism. That is no less true with SARS-CoV-2. And I want to share with you some questions that the media simply will not ask any government health official at any of the press conferences you have seen or will see. The reason you will never see these particular questions asked is because the answers to them would reveal how absolutely ludicrous and non-science-based 100% of the things these public health officials are saying actually are. Now, I'm going to do this in the format of a reporter and then the answer by the public health officials. So I've got my notes in my pen. You know how the reporters always sit there and they, they've got their notes. Okay, so I've got my notes in my pen. That's going to be my reporter thing. And then when I'm playing the role of the public health official, yeah, this is what I'm going to look like. <laughs> the list of questions which, if asked and answered, would show how ludicrous these government health officials are being and, and how ludicrous the governors are being by following the advice of these idiots. I could ask endless questions, but I've just picked some that I think are uh, particularly poignant, and I think you're going to find them poignant as well. Thank you, Mr. Idiot Governor Health Official. My question for you is this. Can you cite for me any instance in all of man's history in which the action by any government has ever stopped the spread of a virus? Well, you remember when we had the lockdowns, we saw the numbers crash dramatically. Stop. That's not the question I asked you. Lockdowns are a temporary, artificial, unsustainable construct that when you lift the lockdown, the virus proceeds as it would have always proceeded had you not done lockdowns. What I'm asking you specifically, sir, is can you cite for me any single instance in all of mankind's history where the action of government, any action by any government ever, has stopped, not simply hit the pause button for four or six or ten weeks, can you, when it has stopped the spread of a virus? Can you cite for me even one? Uh, not off the top of my head, but uh, can I get back to you on that? Thank you, Madam Moron. My question for you is, can you cite for me any real-world data, not computer models, showing lockdowns do anything to stop the spread of a virus over the long term? I'm not sure what you mean by real-world data or long term. I'm confused by your question. Never mind. My question for you is this. The very first research done on wearing a mask during a pandemic was done in 1921 on the heels of the Spanish flu pandemic. The study found no evidence to suggest wearing masks slows or halts the spread of a virus. 
and indeed determined that the unintended consequence of the California mask order was to increase the spread of the contagion. Can you cite any study in the last hundred years that has concluded wearing a mask slows or halts the spread of a virus? There have been a number of studies showing that masks prevent the expulsion of particles from the face and nose. Stop. That's not the question I'm asking you. You're down here at ground level. You're talking about saliva and mucus and particle size and viral size and bacterial size and cloth and versus other substances. This is all mechanical questions. That's not what I'm asking you. I am asking you whether you are aware of a single study from the 35,000 foot level over a hundred years, any study, even one that has concluded that wearing masks slows or halts the spread of a virus? The answer is very simple, sir. You can either say yes, and here is a study, or no. Which is it? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> off the top of my head, I wasn't exactly prepared for that question, so I don't know that I can specifically answer the question the way you phrased it. Exactly. Thank you, State Director of Unhealth. My question for you is this. Anthony Fauci and many governors are saying going to restaurants is a primary cause of the virus spreading. Can you provide me with the name of a single person concerning whom you can scientifically prove was infected in a restaurant? I'm not sure I understand the question. Okay, let me see if I can clarify it for you. 8,000 people go to restaurants and 800 of them, just for the sake of illustration, become infected. Can you prove to the public, to the people who are going to be reading my article, can you scientifically prove that any of those 800 people who happened to have gone to a restaurant became infected in the restaurant? Any of them, even one. That's not really the way it works. So let me see if I understand you correctly. You're saying that you're right, that those 800 people in the example I gave, that those 800 people were infected in the restaurant at which they ate, but you can't scientifically prove any one of them actually became infected in the restaurant. Is that what I hear you saying? I don't think you really understand epidemiology. Oh, I think I really do understand epidemiology, which is the problem we have here. So what you're asking the public to believe is that you're right, that 800 people were infected because they went to restaurants, but you can't scientifically prove that even one of them, by name, this guy right here, I can prove scientifically he received, he became infected with the SARS-CoV-2 virus in that restaurant. You're telling me you can't prove that even once, but we are to believe it 800 times without a shred of evidence simply because you say so. Thank you, dumbass public official. My question for you today is, a number of governors are punishing gyms and gym members by closing gyms or imposing requirements that are unrealistic when exercising. Can you provide me with the name of a single person concerning whom you can scientifically prove was infected at the gym he or she attends?
So you're asking me for a name of a person. I, I can't give you that because of patient confidentiality. How convenient. <laughs> but let's do this instead. Why don't you reach out to that? We're just going to focus on one person. That one person out of hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people who go to the gym and who may have become infected with SARS-CoV-2, why don't we just focus, you, focus on the one person you can scientifically prove became infected with SARS-CoV-2 while at the gym. And reach out to that person and ask permission to reveal their identity to me, a member of the media, so we can validate, we can explore, we can verify that you, Mr. Public Health Official, are actually telling us the truth. Because right now what you're asking us to believe is that there may be hundreds of thousands of people who are infected because they went to the gym. But yet you can't provide me with a single name where you can scientifically prove that gal got the SARS-CoV-2 virus inside of her at that gym. You're asking us to believe something for which you're offering zero evidence. My question for you, ma'am, is numerous health officials have claimed the Sturgis bike rally was a super spreader event. Would you say that's factual? Yes, I would. Can you then share with me the name of a single person who you can scientifically prove was infected by someone who attended Sturgis? I think it only stands to reason that Sturgis was a super spreader. I believe most people understand that. Perhaps people do understand that. Perhaps people don't understand that. But people's perceptions, the lay people out in the public, and their perceptions of Sturgis is not what I'm asking you. You're the public health official. The model seems to be what you're suggesting is that hundreds of thousands of people went to Sturgis, that they became infected there. They then populated back to their communities across the United States where they infected thousands of people more. Is that the basis? Do, do I have the basic model correct? You do. Okay, great. So then with thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, you would know. I'm asking you for the name of anyone, anyone at all across the entire United States that you can scientifically prove that person became infected with SARS-CoV-2 either at the Sturgis rally or became infected with SARS-CoV-2 from that person right there who attended the Sturgis rally. You're saying this is so, and you're claiming that this is the science, and the governor is claiming they follow the science. So, can you scientifically prove what I just asked you to support via evidence? Do you have scientific evidence? Well, we don't have evidence in the way that you're asking. We don't have that kind of definitive hard evidence. If you don't have definitive hard evidence, then what are you basing this on? We're professionals, sir. We use various patterns that we're able to detect using technology that suggest that the Sturgis event was a super spreader. So what you're saying is, if I understand you correctly, say uh, Bob Simons from Oklahoma, he goes to Sturgis and then he comes back from Sturgis. At some point, he 
may have been infected with SARS-CoV-2 or he may not have been infected with SARS-CoV-2. But you detect that there are 21 new infections of SARS-CoV-2 in his town in the next 30 days, and therefore it's from Bob. Do I understand that correctly? Broadly speaking, yes. Great, we're making progress. So the, let's call it a dozen people in that town who tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 in the 30 days after Bob returned from Sturgis. Where is the evidence, the scientific evidence that even one of that couple of dozen people was infected by Bob. Can you present us with that evidence? No. Why not? That sort of evidence isn't available. Do you not realize that if you can't scientifically connect via evidence those couple of dozen infections in Bob's town, you can't connect them to Bob, you understand that completely undermines your claim that Sturgis was a super spreader? We don't see it that way. There you have it, my friends. No, I cannot predict word for word what these public health officials would say if asked these questions. But the answers that I gave you, while it may not be word for word, the factual content is the same. That would be the things they would, the kind of things they would say, and they would not be able to provide the evidence, which is incredibly important. I said in a recent post that this isn't even educated guesswork. This is the worst kind of supposition because it is not based on anything significant or substantial. But more importantly than that, because if you're an academic sitting in a lab and you want to create all these hypotheses and, and look at numbers and claim they mean something that is absolutely unprovable, fine, carry on. The problem is the lives of hundreds of millions of Americans are being destroyed by this trash, this pseudoscience, these pronouncements that have absolutely no basis in evidence.